on Imadaki, dissatisfied clients and cute boys. BG. Sunday, April 2nd, 2023. He was cuter than I remembered. Eek, ack, oh my goodness. At first he was all the way at the other end of the table, which was fine with me because I had forgotten how to talk. Also, Imadaki is frickin' loud. Like, unnecessarily loud. So loud you have to shout to be heard. And then every five minutes they do this screaming sake bomb thing that makes it even louder. They literally bang on the table until the vibrations make a shot fall on the glass. It's nuts. Luckily, Mistress Me always packs me emergency earplugs. No joke. I've had them in my little just-in-case zippy for a year and a half, along with band-aids, allergy medicine, tampons, and a few other things. Yesterday, when I picked out my purple purse, I took the just-in-case zippy with me. Thank frickin' goodness. It was the first time I used them, and I will always make sure to take them with me. My hair covered my ears anyway, so you couldn't tell I had them in, which was good because they are bright yellow and orange. Everyone was on time, except for Gail and Pierre, of course. Once they got there, the musical chairs started. Lynn said it was fine they stole her seat, because she wanted to be able to talk to everyone anyway. I just gave up on talking entirely, because I value my ability to do it in the first place, and screaming is not exactly all that conducive to throat maintenance. Anyway, suddenly I was between Gail and Pierre on one side, and Lauren and Farid on the other. Lynn bumped everyone down one, so I moved right and he moved left, and suddenly I was across from the cute boy. He asked me a question, and for a second I thought the cylinders wouldn't boot up, but then they did, all casually, and I was chatting with the cute boy. There was a reason he's been on my mind since that hike. I like talking to him. We have curiosity in common, that's what I just realized. We're both curious, and we're curious about similar things. He also seems to be really nice when he interacts with pretty much anyone. Also, he noticed the food I liked and made sure I got the last bit of it. Ga-ga-ga, baby girl definitely has a crush. I wasn't the only one who noticed him. When we went to leave, finally, it was too damn loud in there. Andres bit the dust before we did and I felt bad. He left with a headache and a bad mood. Marisol stayed. Cute boy went to borrow lighter. Okay, so he's not perfect. He smokes cigarettes, which old me would have really cared about, because she c who can live with a cigarette smoker? But new me is not certain she needs to live with her lovers, nor take care of them when they're old. Hmm, okay, that's not entirely true. There's a chance I'll love my lovers too much to ignore them when they're old. But I will be responsible for their care to lesser and greater degrees, I suppose. Plus, every man I've ever been with has sucked at self-care, cigarettes or not. So he went to borrow lighter, and all of a sudden he's laughing up a storm with this group of mostly girls. They were so girly. I felt a sudden shoot of jealousy, which is kind of funny, because technically even if this crush comes to fruition in a way that allows for my current relationship structure to stay standing, he'll still be allowed to flirt with girls. But he's not mine yet, so the possessiveness was especially poignant. I accidentally told her I was sing single, he said sheepishly, as we were walking down the street with the group to my house. He sounded kind of guilty. I went over for a light and ended up recognizing her. I knew her from way back when. She asked me if I had any kids, and after that, anyway, she asked for my number. I gave it to her because I wanted to be nice. It was a relief to hear, although also he didn't owe me any explanations. I wondered if he was telling the truth, or he was saying the things he thought he should say to the girl who... He must know I'm interested in him, right? Lynn had to have told him something, or her boyfriend. Anyway, he seemed genuine about it, and I appreciated the gesture. Well, you probably made her night, I said as nonchalantly as I could manage while thinking, and now you come home with me. 
Late in the afternoon, late in the evening, Gail followed me into my bedroom where I had gone to change into something more comfortable. P.S. My gold dress was a huge hit. I was the most overdressed ever, but it's my birthday, so I get to do what I want. We're gonna head out soon, she said. You should kick everyone out except the cute boy and seduce him. What? Absolutely not, I said. That's what grown-ups do. I would have no idea what I was doing. I did feel a bit deflated, though, saying goodnight. I wondered if I should have asked him to stay. Under what pretext? And then what? Try to have sex and then get a panic attack? Best to let things simmer. I really like him, though. April 3rd, 2023, Monday. I hate the world today. I got another email from a dissatisfied client. This one spent five paragraphs listing her disappointment at not having been provided things that we did not promise we would provide. I swear to God, nobody listens, and then they blame me for it. I literally had one-on-one -on -one sessions with each of these clients, telling them exactly what the schedule would be. Then she's all, the schedule isn't what I thought it would be. Well, maybe if you should have checked to see if the actual schedule corresponded to the one in your imagination. Luckily, I was on the phone with Mommy at the time, because we were already handling email drawbridges together. Specifically, I was scared of the lawyer email, tax returns, etc. I navigated that one fairly easily, then, just in case, checked my other email. That's where I found the complaint. I can't stand it when people think I've done something wrong. It seems not to matter to my general psychosis that I actually didn't do anything wrong. The fact that they think it is enough. Meanwhile, cute boy has sent nothing of a note, just a response to my opening without at all continuing the conversation. I asked Lynn if she thinks he likes me, but apparently she was not in on our conversations and isn't sure. Outrageous. Let's see, what else am I upset about? Oh, mommy not coming tonight. I thought she might, but Matt misses her and now she's not, and that's dumb and stupid. Usually I can respect the fact that Matt and her have a 20-year-old relationship, he gets first dibs, I wiggle worm my way in, I'm grateful for the time I do get, yada yada. But I'd made the mistake of getting my hopes up, and now I'm feeling all the it's-not-fairness in my heart and my insides hurt. I want all the mommy, all the mommy. Why does Matt get so much of her? Gaga. We'll gloss over the fact that in order to show up for me as the perfectest fairy godmother ever, mommy actually needs the time away from me, potentially with Matt. We'll forget the fact that if I saw her all the time, the magic would shift. We will also casually ignore the fact that she spends a lot of time traveling and barely sees Matt e either. We will forget all of that and we will be mad there is no mommy. Plus, I don't believe her that she'll get here right away tomorrow. I'll be sitting around waiting for years and years and I'm tired of waiting. Not just on mommy. On everyone. On all the stupid people. I'm having a feeling very sorry for myself time of it today. I feel lonely and I want a person, the person, that one who will be there for me when I need it and go live in a hole when I don't. I don't know. It's never worked out before, the whole find a person to fill the eternal void in your life. And I used to think, but it works with everyone else. Only the more I see of other people's relationship, the less I think that's the case. It seems to me that we have to do our own eternal void filling. So instead, I have a boyfriend in Portugal I never see, a quasi-almost boyfriend in Panama I never see, plus a girlfriend, quote-unquote, mommy, who lives in the same goddamn ci city, and yet who I still never see. Life is stupid and then you die. That's today's motto. Gaga. I did meditate, per mommy's gentle reminder. It did help. Stupid coping mechanisms. I also went out for a walk, heading to the SQDC on Peel Street, and bought government-sold weed for potentially the first time ever. I stopped at Mizan on my way home and got a year's worth of basmati rice and some other amazing food they only sell there. It's a Persian store. They have these stuffed garlic walnut eggplants that are fucking amazing. 
Now I'm home and I have four and a half more hours until my client meetings start. It always is the worst having work in the evenings. I never know what to do with myself and I can't even smoke weed because I have to be professional and shit. Gotta keep my wits about me for later. Outrageous. I think I'm gonna go cook minestrone soup and then watch bad television. Wish me luck. B. G.